fetch me that pitcher? Fantasy fans, Fred Savage fans, count me in. Who's that there? This is this is Dave. This is Andy. Welcome to Brunch Movies. And we are the first time recurring guest. Oh yeah, you are. You're the first recurring first guest. First two timer. I'm honored. But don't two time us, you <laughs> slut. <laughs> don't even think about it. Yeah, don't even think about it. Never would. Okay, thank you. Uh, Unless another podcast asks me to be on it, then I would do it in a heartbeat. You would think about it. (laughs) I would think about it and then do it, yeah. Damn it, it, dude. Uh, (laughs) We don't have a monopoly on that. All right, we're already getting off to a bad start here. I'm uh, I'm a little depressed, so... uh... Well, I'll I'll move on to then. Uh, so, Matt, no, no, give me a minute. <laughs> All right, okay. But can, we have a, can we have a minute of silence for for the full minute for the for the troops? Oh, if it's for the troops. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Fuck, <laughs> fuck the troops. <laughs> Ooh, hot take. All right. No, we probably gotta edit that out. <laughs> we don't want yeah. to say that. Even though I really believe that, let's <laughs> probably edit that out. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, again, having Matt as our guest, repeating guest, we allowed you. Allowed you. We gave you the right to choose. We were the, well. We were just like, no, we, we don't want to pick the movie. You pick it. <laughs> we bestowed upon you the choice of the movie. And what what did you choose, Matt? I picked uh, the Princess Bride. Ooh, baby! Another another rom com. According to Rotten Tomatoes, the ninth best rom com of all time. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and, it's uh, that is the uh, highest level of praise if you're at the top 10 of Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> movies. What are the, what are the other ones? Uh, you like got every mail. Every movie above Princess Bride was like some movie from the 50s I'd never heard of. Yeah. Wait, what? Casablanca. So, I thought the In first essence, rom-com was uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> That's the I didn't first see that one on the list. He <laughs> thought your R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. for sure. We got a lot of R.I.P.s coming for this cast. Oh yeah, yeah. Carry use. Yeah, under the giant. Yeah, <laughs> under the giant. Be good. Yeah, it's a great movie. I think we're all fan. I think this is maybe uh, the most, I guess, across the aisle. Everyone can kind of appreciate this movie of anything that we've done. You know, I, I listen to podcasts occasionally myself, mm. and the praise will come from both people on the left of the aisle. And on the right of the aisle. In terms if, of brunch movies? Or no, in terms, in terms of, of politics, actually. Well, so American yeah, politics? American politics. If you had Trump hold up a copy of Princess Bride, both sides would stand up. That's all he needed to do for the State of the Union. State of the Union? The Princess Bride is good. And it just the Princess Bride is good. Applause. And yeah. people would, like, Bernie Sanders would throw his back out, <laughs> leaping out of his chair. for the. I feel like <laughs> if Trump was in the battle of wits to the death, yeah. like, the guy would... Would like turn around with the glasses, and Trump would just before even the explanation started, he would just like reach for it, like down it, and like just be dead before like the battle had even started. He'd be like, "Oh, is this wine?" Well, he's a teetotaler. He's a he's a straight edge Trump. Do you share that in common with him? Oh, is he? Yeah. 
supposedly he doesn't drink, but I think he eats like four McDonald's sandwiches. So he day. is you. So I think that might, that might be even worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you, you just uh, you cut back down to three these days. Yeah, I'm only eating maybe maybe two McDonald's sandwiches. Can, can we do day. a quick tangent here? What's your uh, McDonald's order? What's your go-to? Um. All right. My go-to is large double quarter pounder meal. Oh wow. Uh. Substitute ketchup and mustard for Mac sauce. Oh, so you're oh, making a an ultra, you're making ultra a, mac. a huge mac. Yeah, the the Big Mac is tiny. You got to go huge mac. Okay. Yeah. So and then you, that's that's pretty much it. Fries? I don't branch out too much, but occasionally I'll get some nuggets. Nugs. See, in Japan, yeah. you can actually substitute nuggets for fries. So instead of getting a fries in your value meal, you can get a four piece nugget and a sandwich. Whoa, that's crazy. Th- th- those aren't the same thing. Nuggets aren't a side. <laughs> they are in Japan. That's crazy. It, it was crazy that, that that price equivalent exists. Right? I love like, that take. Nuggets yeah. aren't a side, damn it. <laughs> they are a proper meal. Don't even call yeah. them a side. So I might really fuck Although, with you on, my, on this other take. because I think it maybe maybe I'm guilty of treating them like a side sometimes because when they got the two for five going on, oh, yeah. you can get a Big Mac and a 10-piece nugget for $5. Oh, damn. And if you're buying that, maybe I'll skip the fries. But you still want them. You still want them. Yeah, I don't think there's. I don't think that's a one to one substitute. Yeah, but. but but for me, you know, when I'm I'm trying to watch my figure and I gotta I gotta get that that protein, I gotta spike that tea, and yeah. uh, so you know sometimes you just go double meat because I I mean I yeah. I assume that four chicken nuggets are healthier than eating a medium fry. Oh, yeah. I mean they're breaded. I'm sure yeah. they're carbs, but they have a li- they have a little have. less oil and they have yeah. protein. It's like a chicken. Yeah. Whereas fries are just basically oil and starch. Yeah, and just I mean, like a large fry is like an ent- like an more probably more than an entire potato. You know, I like yeah. that we're having this conversation, <laughs> and at the same time, we know Donald Trump is having the same conversation. Yes, <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's talking to Jared favorite? Kushner. He's like, well, you know, we know that he's having the, the, same the fries. It's almost a whole potato. <laughs> I, I wonder if Donald Trump has ever seen a potato. <laughs> like does he even know what a potato is or does he just know what fries are do you think he has a big potato with those uh well done steaks and ketchup oh yeah yeah he's maybe. carb loading you don't get a bod like that a healthy bod like that oh, you think he's a corn fed boy a potato, <laughs> oh, potato oh, he's a corn fed boy yeah he's corn fed for sure it's a corn fed new yorker <laughs> <laughs> the mean streets of queens so so i'm he's, gonna i'm gonna pick a nit with that order i don't know why we went on this McDonald's tangent but i'm down i'm down with it yeah, why not? I like to let the podcast just flow naturally yeah. into talking about my Princess love for Bride, McDonald's. McDonald's. They're connected in some there way. There was probably Princess Bride toys at McDonald's. I don't think it was that meals. big of a movie. It had to be. I when wonder. it first came out. Is what, it really like a heavy merchandise movie? What movie was bigger than this the year it came out? I'm not going to Google it. I'm not going to Google it either. What movie? What, what year well, did this do, movie come out? First of all, do we know what year it came no, out? I don't. I'm thinking I 80. I didn't write that down. All right, let's think. Fred Savage is in it, and he's like, a, this is like pre-Wonder Years Fred Savage. No, this is 87. This came out the year I was born. Really? 87. 87. Are you sure? I'm okay. like 47% sure. All right. We're not sure. So what was the biggest movie in 87 in terms of McDonald's toy tie-ins? I don't know. Howard the Duck. I don't know either. Is, I can't even This is probably a dumb question it? to ask. But So I actually don't like the quarter pounder patty at McDonald's. I don't either. To me, much. I think that yeah. McDonald's beef is not really that good. Yep. But I, but I, so I think the single cheeseburger meat like that, that patty that goes on the Big Mac, the standard patty, actually yeah. just tastes better than the than the quarter pounder. I mean, you're entitled to your bad oh. opinion. He's like calling you an amateur right there, <laughs> <laughs> amateur McDonald's eater. Okay, 
Well, so 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 I'm 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 a, I'm a Big Mac guy. The big a Big Mac, or I do uh I do three single cheeseburgers. That's my other order. That's a, that's a good order. I mean, like I like the Big Mac, but for me, the the appeal of the Big Mac is all in that sauce. Yeah, so yeah just give me that sauce, sauce on a bigger meatier burger, and I'm I'm set. I'm I'm not a fan of McDonald's. I know this is heathen yeah, talk right now. You're off the cast. But if I had to choose, I guess I would choose the Big Mac. It has that inexplicable middle bun. And for whatever reason, I kind of like that. Um, well, it's just sop up the juicy goodness, just like yeah. on a club sandwich, you know? Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with the Big Mac. I'll get like a medium meal, a uh, nice cola, Pepsi Cola. It's got to be Coke. And the McDonald's if anyone asks Coke, me, man, is, is Pepsi magical. okay? I say, hell no, it's not. I think like people in middle America, the reason they voted for Trump is people asking them too often, is Pepsi okay? Yeah, because they want they want OG Coke. Those damn immigr- yeah, immigrants immigrants pouring over the Pepsi. the border, bringing yeah, in know, Pepsi. Like, yeah, the the Democrats' message was that America is already great. It's like, no, I'm getting asked, is Pepsi okay? Yeah. America's not great. My America is not <laughs> too great. Too many people so asking about Pepsi. Pepsi is garbage. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, absolutely. In, in our, but, but Mountain Dew is pretty good. Oh, Mountain Dew is my number two for sure. Yeah, yeah. number two. Coca-Cola I'm a, I'm a Sprite guy. I like Sprite. No caffeine, bro. Do you remember balls? I need, that, I need that. I need that caffeine. You know. Yeah. yeah, I need that fiend. I'm a fiend for the fiend. I'm a fiend for the fiend. Yeah, Mr. Fiend. Fiend. Right. <laughs> so uh, back to the. So we're talking about we're talking Princess Bride here, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, so this movie, uh, I'll start it off. I was initially, uh, I was immediately offended, and it, it made me question my own intelligence. Regardless of the two characters, Kevin Arnold and Columbo, I'm a huge Columbo fan. I'm a huge Kevin Arnold fan. Wonder Years was like great show. Big fan yeah. of both of those. Great band too. Great band. The first thing they bust out is a book, and I started cold sweats around my body. But I don't know <laughs> what I'm gonna do. I'm like, are they gonna put text on the screen? Am I expected to read? And is and this just gonna of- be like one long crawl like the beginning of Star yeah. Wars? Oh, that'd oh. be a great movie. Yeah, that's my one complaint about Star Wars. <laughs> it's too much text. But uh I so I get cold sweats. I see this book, and then I realize that they're going to read the book to me. And I was like, "This is how it should yeah, be." Yeah, George done. Bush style. Like yeah. when he was president. Yeah, and Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, yeah. Like I want to be like that. Post literate world. Just watch Fox News. Whatever. That's what I want my books to be done. Audio books. Just read them to me. High budget movies produced to read <laughs> books to you. Oh, you uh, I gotta stop you there, man. High budget. <laughs> this movie, I mean, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself with where this fits in the cast, but this movie was like the opposite of high budget. The sets, the, it looked like an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. It did. The sets were obviously sets, but, but, I, like, but I there were that. some some that were good and some that were just Cliffs of insanity. <laughs> I I don't, there were none that were that good. Yeah. I thought the interiors of the castle looked pretty good. Yeah, but but interiors are way easier than exteriors. Yeah, and there was oh, a lot yeah. of exterior exteriors. sets were pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Like the scene where the uh, the scene where they're doing the sword fight, that was awesome. Oh yeah, you but can then see literally the little trampolines like, underground like, oh, every time they land. The Star Trek episode because can can we just use this alien escape <laughs> for the for this yeah. uh, sword fight? Okay, yeah, so that's a pretty bad set, but but a great sword fight. Great sword yeah. fight. Just like the classic movie sword duel, I loved it. But I am. Right so what's the what's the plot of this yes. movie? So uh, I, I I started with a little boy gets sick, little boy and, gets and his sick. grandpa comes to to torture him with his tales of the war. 
Oh, see, I had a totally opposite opinion. I thought the grandpa's nice. He's doing a nice thing. And the kid's just an ungrateful piece of shit. Yeah, it's true. What, what I, I, I wrote down in my notes, uh, where's the sports? Where's the sports? And I think that might be a question I need to ask about every book. story I hear. No, every yeah. book someone brings up. Yeah, whenever out. someone's like, I'm going to tell you a story now, and they start it, and like it's not immediately about sports, it'll be like, where's the sports? <laughs> well, he's wearing his Cubs, his Cubs pajamas, and he's got uh, the fridge the poster fridge on, the wall. on his wall. Oh, so he's, he's totally a sporto. Yeah, he also inexplicably... Inexplicably. Inexplicably. Just, just has a Santa Claus that he made, like a handmade Santa Claus dude just chilling on the wall. There's a Santa Claus on the wall, but then there's also like a, I'm trying to remember, a there's Halloween like mask. another like holiday decoration up, like a Halloween decoration There was a mask. Well. There's like a spooky yeah. like monster mask. Why, yeah. why the fuck does a kid that like, he's like, he clearly loves football and he's got a Halloween mask. Why does he have a Santa Claus that he made? He's got a year, a year round Santa out of he's his closet He's just like, yo, door. Santa's dope, man. <laughs> I don't see the problem, man. Santa Claus likes sports too. That's why yeah. he connects with little kids so well, and that's why it I is like a great sports. room. It's like a great like movie kids room. Yeah, you know, just like shit everywhere. Like clearly built by set designers. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You guys are talking a lot about the sets. I didn't even notice any of this stuff. I was just enraptured by the story. I, Did you yeah. just close so, yeah, your let, eyes? Let's get I was just story, listening. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah, someone will read to me. Yeah, he just closed his eyes and drifted <laughs> off into a magical land. All right. Yeah, what's like Fred Savage in touch yeah. with us? What the fuck is going on with that Santa? Why is there yeah. just a Santa on your wall? Because I had a lot of shit on my walls when I was a kid. But like for me, if I made something, it would have been like a Ninja Turtle. I wouldn't make a Santa and put it on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I, I question whether it was maybe around Christmas. But who decorates their bedroom for Christmas? Right. It makes no it's sense. Madness. I mean, yeah. I, I used to have a Christmas, a little tiny Christmas tree that I decorated myself in my bedroom. That's cool. But again, it wasn't a Santa that I made on the wall. Right. And like, so is this a Christmas movie? No. <laughs> no. It's <laughs> not a Christmas movie. I'll say no. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's a Santa in it. it there is a Santa. I'm which, smirking. I mean... <laughs> uh, the, the, you know, the visual aspect of this guy is I'm smirking as we say this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the kid gets sick. The, the story starts. The story starts. It stars Robin Wright, um, yep. most yep. famous for uh, House of Cards later on in her life. Yeah. And, and uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. She's, oh, sh- she's Wonder Woman. Yeah, she's in She's Wonder Gal Gadot. Um, yeah. <laughs> and she, she's beautiful in this movie. Yeah, she's, she's beautiful in this. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, was, I was trying very hard to look at her face throughout it and be like... Match this to the House of Carbs chick. Match this to the or House of Cards chick. Yeah. And uh It's just, just been thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, she you looks can see way it in there, but it's different. been yeah, so she looks long. way different. She's clearly had a lot of plastic yeah. surgery too. You know? Maybe. Yeah. But uh Buttercup um yep. falls in love with her surf, Westley. Yeah. Yep. Saying as you wish. They fall in love. He goes on a boat for a reason I didn't understand. What was he going on a boat for? Where was he going? I don't remember. He was like, yo, I want to be a pirate, but I don't want to say it. But he gets captured by pirates, becomes the Dread Pirate Roberts. She ends up being forced to marry. uh, She thinks he's dead. She thinks he's dead. But really, he just became a cool pirate. But he became a cool pirate. She's forced to marry uh, King Humperdick. uh, Prince Prince Humperdick, yep. Prince Uh, Humperdinkle? Pumperdinkle. Pumperdinkle <laughs> bread. Uh, Pumperdinkle? Uh, I just met her. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so then, you know, he, he has machinations. He's Machiavellian in a way where he wants to blame Gilder 
or something. The nameless evil country. Yeah, the nameless evil yes. country. The the Soviet Union. Union. It's the Soviet <laughs> Union. <laughs> the nameless, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the faceless enemy country. Yeah. yeah. And the he, specter of war always on the horizon. Yes. yes. And then so he hires these three goons to Vicini, get it. And Fezzik and uh, Inigo Montoya. And what goons yeah. they are. Some Maybe the best goons of in any movie I've ever I seen. I love all these they're, characters. Yeah, they're the best. Just a classic goon trio. Like, if I could pick five yeah. goons to, to hang with, it'd be Bebop and Rocksteady and these three goons. Oh, God, what a party that yeah, would be. That'd be, be hella, lit. That'd be hella, <laughs> hella lit. <laughs> you'd, have, you'd have Andre the Giant and Rocksteady just arm wrestling the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah. My, my money's on uh, Andre. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He drank 119 beers in like an hour and a half. <laughs> you know, Andre, Andre, Andre 3K took his name from Andre the Giant because uh, Andre the Giant weighed 3,000 pounds. <laughs> that's that's how it works. You would think that yeah. pulling himself up that rope from the cliffs of insanity would be difficult, weighing three thousand pounds. No, but but that's Dude, because each arm weighs a thousand pounds. Trucking up, yeah, he's trucking up with the, it's so good. It looks so yeah. Funny. So he hires those three goons, the best goons ever, to kidnap Buttercup to f- start a fake war, and then we see Wesley try to save her. And there's just so much to talk about. I think after that. You know, the, the leading up to the, the the goons are where it's at. Starting with the goons, yeah. going forward. Wesley succeeds in freeing yeah. her, takes her through the uh, fire forest, the fire swamp forest. Well, I, yep. I do want to talk. Well, there's about, all the trials against the yeah, three the trial. goons first. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. Which the trials uh, that's, the it's like the best part of the probably movie. the part of the movie that sticks with people the most. Yeah, that's like, true. I, I didn't expect that up to that beginning of the movie. Wits. Yeah. 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 I kind of forgot the pieces. Like I didn't. I honestly, I forgot that there was a whole like prince in the movie yeah i was kind of just like oh no this is like about this dude like freeing his his princess lady and then i was like oh yeah wait there's this whole swamp scene too yeah yeah it's definitely yeah there's moments that stick out in your memory and then the rest is kind of just like disappears yeah yeah um, but it's it's so it's so pacey like in my mind, you know, the trial against the three goons was like the meat of the movie, right. but it's over like 25 minutes in. Yeah. And I was just like, what is the rest of this movie? <laughs> yeah. When am I supposed to fall in love with Inigo Montoyo? Right. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Oh, yeah. So they got the great sword fight. Yeah. Great sword which, fight. You know, the classic like Errol Flynn, Robin Hood kind of swashbuckling fight. Yeah, and then dope. the next trial fight against Under the Giant, he just chokes him for 30 seconds and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, which is like how you defeated Under the Giant in pro yeah. wrestling. If Under the yeah. Giant just fell backwards, he would have literally crushed <laughs> Wesley. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, but he fought with a sense of honor. Yeah, I could yes. crush you at the. I could not understand Under the Giant in this movie. I needed to put on subtitles. Very, very heavy accent. Yeah. yeah. Is he French? Yeah, he's from yeah. the Alps. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Mountain man. He's a, he's a, but, uh, a mountain of a man and a mountain man. So my fault being the biggest and the strongest. I don't even exercise. Correct. And but Robin Wright, I thought, had a good accent, even though she's not British. I think she may be British. No way. Really? Well, I'm not Googling it. Oh, we're not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Googling it either. Carrie Hughes, <laughs> uh, who did become Robin Hood in Men in Tights. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, uh, he's wonderful in this movie. Is he English? No, he's great. He's English for real. His mustache, yeah. I was. It's a little pervy. It's so tiny. Yeah. It's yeah. the tiniest little Just mustache. Just give him a good mustache. <laughs> give him a good mustache. Well, that's how yeah. she doesn't recognize him with the mascot because he has a mustache. Mascot. Right. 
book mask. Uh, me, me, oh, yeah, and Anne, nice. my wife, were Wesley and Buttercup for Halloween one oh, year. Oh, dope! Oh, wow. But shaving my beard into that tiny mustache was just the worst. <laughs> you gotta. I looked, I'm, I looked just, I'm disappointed because you were. Oh, did you do it? I did it. Oh, hell yeah! I shaved down to the tiny little mustache, and it was like. My beard's kind of like blonde, so I had to put like mascara on it so it would even show up. <laughs> Dude, that is that is. But, awesome. Oh yeah, just the worst look possible. I think this that is an episode mustache. of uh, what have you shaved for your Halloween costume? Because I've got a story in there too. Dave, you got one? No. Okay. Um, so I was uh, Tobias Funke one year for Halloween. Oh, nice. And I and oh, I, sh- yeah. I literally shaved male pattern baldness into my head, and I shaved the, the oh, Tobias uh, mustache. mustache, and I did the never nude cutoffs. And I yeah, found like, a kind of girly like blazer that I wore, and I have really funny pictures of myself like uh, dancing with girls at a party, and me just looking like Tobias Funke. But on the Twitter, yeah, that was I'm, they that's have a been hell lost of a to, to the yeah. sacrificial lamb of Facebook, which yeah. I deleted because those that's where those pictures lived. So I might not have yeah. access anymore. Oh, Sorry. they, they still right, exist. Pictures. They they would be right there if you logged back in. I'm okay, sure. NSA, uh, as I'm sure data. you're listening already, uh, why don't you go ahead and be a deer and send me those photos? And then send it to me before we publish this podcast. NSA, we know you're listening. Yeah, we know you're listening, NSA. You know, yeah. and you know how I know that? Because Thank you, because you're keeping us safe. Amigo Montoya is played by Mandy Patinkin, who plays a guy in Homeland starring Claire Danes. Same universe. Mandy Patinkin is Amigo Montoya. He is also in Homeland. There's a rapid technological gain between the time periods. And, uh, um, you know, do you think, you know, who, who's better guy with a sword than to wield the insanity of claire danes in homeland you know that's true she she's i'm convinced uh i love the scene in homeland when uh, mandy patinkin goes up to saddam hussein and and also osama bin laden and he says my name is antigo montoyo <laughs> you you killed the world trade center prepare to die and then Claire Danes is like, no, Bush did 9-11. And, oh. and then all the truthers. She has bug out eyes yeah. at this point. And then oh, yeah, he comes th- in. He, he's, he, he thinks that Osama bin Laden has six fingers, but actually Bush had six fingers. Oh, oh shit. Check, oh. check the pictures, guys. Zoom check in. Pictures. Vecini is played by... Six. Jet Fuel doesn't melt uh, steel... Buttercups. Buttercups. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, Vecini is played by... Wallace Shaw, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Wallace Shaw. I had like a Sean or something. He's the principal in a movie. I had like movie. a creepy revelation that I'm like slowly turning into that guy. Like inconceivable, Trump <laughs> this, and you don't know, you know. Like just he's a very brunchy actor. He was yeah. also in Clueless. He was in Clueless. He's the, the teacher's teacher. Clueless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, just that classic character actor. I love when he shows up and stuff. He's he is amazing. In this so, so yeah. good. Never. His performance is really good. I, I like that he's the only goon who actually dies because he's yeah. the only one who's evil. The other ones are just dumb, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like one of two people that actually die in this movie. Yeah. Him and Christopher Guest in the least funny role he's ever played. I thought he was funny. I thought he was really good in it. He's great, but you think he's a, he's what? Yeah, I don't think he's funny at all. They cast him as like the most serious character in the whole movie. Know, Maybe that's like the funny part. Is that yeah, how a serious he plays yeah. it? Yeah, but, like it was fun. He was very funny when he was. He was like, "Tell me how this machine makes you feel, and be sure oh, yeah. to be honest. This is important." <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, he just like makes it. Yeah, he has sort like, of a deadpan, interesting, funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of the machine, 
the machine that sucks your life out, hey, sign me up. Put one of those suction cups a little lower, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. I was in the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same <laughs> Two thing. on the nips, one on the tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that name of the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it because like, like, the, first, the first thing you see is like it hooked up to his nipples, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Are they milking him? And then it's yeah. like, oh no, these are also on his head, but we're still using like the the nipple shaped suction cups. Like, there's no right. like adaptation for the rest of the body. It's just like, all right, well, like throw them on your nipples. That's an orifice. That makes sense. And your temples. That's like your brain orifice. And then, uh, and I think there's some like on his arms or something. And it's just, and then there's also just some like on his abs. Yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, this will do. Just throw them anywhere on down there. Like, this is where the life comes out. And if it yeah, just sucks hard enough, you'll die. Yeah. I guess <laughs> that's a dope machine. Yeah. The only machine in the uh, movie, too, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's sort of incongruous, I guess, with the with the time period. But it is. Uh, it's a great scene. I love the albino like uh, torture guy. Yeah. And he's got herpes Welcome to the pit. Yeah. Of- <laughs> Where am I? The pit of despair. Don't even think. <laughs> Don't even think about trying to escape. Yeah, and he's got the normal voice. That's that's a good gag. That might be like one of the funniest jokes in the movie. There's a lot of gags and <laughs> Billy stuff. Crystal's wonderful. Oh, Billy Crystal, oh. yeah, just playing a Jew is great. <laughs> a Jewish goblin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, he's a, is he a wizard? What is he? The, yeah, he's, he's Miracle the magic Max. Man. Magic Man. Goodbye. He's, have fun storming the castle. I mean, him, him and his wife, they have like makeup on like they're not human. Are yeah. they like goblins or something? I, I think they're just ugly. They're just supposed to be old, I yeah, think. Old and ugly. I guess. They they just yeah, they were just like Jewish goblins. They even yeah. talks about like stealing loose change out of the yeah. out of the dead guy's pockets. <laughs> mutton le- mutton uh, uh lettuce and tomato. Nice mutton yeah. lettuce and tomato. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they didn't throw like some Yiddish into those characters, but I guess it was like well, they, already, were, they were like a hair away from throwing some Yiddish right, in. Right. You know? Yeah. Like that I was I let out like a shry and then, you know. Yeah, we needed it, it was. Bit. I mean, it was yeah, so close to that. The the like willful, the willing Jewish stereotype. You know. What? What? Are you the miracle Max who worked for the king all those years? The king's thinking son fired me, and thank you so much for bringing up such a painful subject. While you're at it, why don't you give me a nice paper cut and pour lemon juice on it? We're closed. Yeah, Billy Crystal is really good at um, you know putting on a face and uh, and doing stereotypes like he did to the Oscars recently. <laughs> when, when he did his Sammy, he did his Sammy Davis Jr. blackface yeah, character. That was that was, really, that was good. really good, and I'm glad yeah. that uh, that you know we, we did that so close to uh, you know the current political climate. Thank you, Billy yeah. Crystal. Yeah. Brave. Absolutely. It was so brave in this political climate. Be like, you know what? This world needs some blackface. Yeah, Sammy Davis. Me as Sammy Davis Jr. is what all the Oscar viewers out there are begging for. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So, so questions I had is she calls him farm boy, but is he her serf? Is this a feudal type system? And if so, was she, if, if you're engaging in uh, relations with your serf, is, is that a form of abuse? Right. Is he in a position to say no if right. he wanted to? That's my question. I don't oh, know. Did she cuck him? No, it's not cuck. It's more of like a. It's kind of what's going on with Hollywood. Like you're using your position. Uh, to yeah, she's using her. But yeah. I mean, he he seemed willing. But who knows? Right. Who knows if he, don't if he know. had the agency to say? Well, he no. was speaking a language where saying "as you wish" means "I love you," and so I don't know what language that is. 
So can we trust anything that he said the rest of the movie? Was he speaking real English or did the, or those, did the words mean something else? I don't know. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, you're not, you're not in on that take. <laughs> you're like, no, fuck, fuck this. Shut up, Andy. Note to self, shut up, Andy. <laughs> uh, so after defeating the three goons, he goes through the forest of, what is it, the death forest? Forest of doom? What the is fire it? swamp. The fire swamp, there we are. Mm. I like the R-O-U-S's, the rodents of unusual yeah. size. You got the uh, fire flamethrower things, and then the sand pits. The quicksand, yeah. Quicksand. So those are all cool little fantasy scenes, I think. are you know, they, they give you a little bit of the world. They let you know that you're not in our actual, like, real medieval yeah. history, but some sort of fantastical world. Because there's really, there's very few other elements that are unbelievable outside of the fire swamp, you know? Well, they talk about like actual countries in the world. Right. They're like, oh, he's a Spaniard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've known he's too a Sicilian, many Spaniards yeah. to trust. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. That was a weird choice of like these made up like kingdoms and then like, oh no, but this is on planet earth. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What, yeah, what were they called? The, the, the mouses, the most oversized. R-O-U-S's. The, the uh, rodents, rodents of unusual size. Yeah. R-O-U-S's. She so, calls them. I mean, yeah. What are the three terrors of the fire swamp? One, the flame spurt. No problem. There's a popping sound proceeding each. We can avoid that. Two, the lightning sand. But you were clever enough to discover what that looks like, so in the future we can avoid that too. Wesley, what about the R.O.U.S.'s? Rodents of unusual size? I don't think they exist. So I have like a very strong childhood memory where I was at a doctor's office and they had like movies playing on VHS for the, in the waiting room. And this movie was on, and I was just, like, too young to see it, basically. And I just remember being terrified by the quicksand, or the lightning sand, and the, yeah. and the mice. And so for a long time, I was, like, afraid to watch this movie because I got so scared by seeing, the- like, those scenes in in a doctor's office. And I didn't even know what the movie was, but I think for years after this, I would I did not want to watch Princess Bride because I was so afraid of it. Yeah, the, the rats were scary when I was a kid. There's something really creepy about it, even as an adult, because you can tell that it's a man in a suit. Just like crawling around on all fours. Yeah, and it's just really, it's pretty off-putting. But I definitely, I was scared of them as a kid, too. They're just creepy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty bloody. I mean, the, the guy bites into his shoulder. There's like a lot of blood coming yeah. out of it. So. Yeah, it's a pretty intense scene. Yeah. And it, and it is kind of like, uh, yeah, it comes out of nowhere because everything up till then has been this sort of like slapstick. almost slapstick yeah. farce. And then the, everything in the fire swamp is like actual danger, actual peril. Um, and then for the rest of the movie, it's back to being pretty much uh, like no consequences and uh, like slapsticky. Right. Clearly, uh, Shrek stole the, uh, the prince. Prince Farquaad is just this dude oh i wrote that down shrek was one of my takeaways that this movie is uh really heavily influenced like the shrek king and stuff yeah Yeah, and we're big shrek fans i think we can all say that no no fuck shrek fuck shrek 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 is garbage what so i as a child going back in the this is another andy's childhood corner i had the book shrek it was a book it was a book it was a a children's book an illustrated children's book and it was awesome. Like the it, Shrek, the book is Shrek goes around and everyone is afraid of him. And he like eats people and like breathes fire and just like murders and like 
but and, and he doesn't have a place in the world. And then he meets another disgusting ogre woman. And then they go around killing people together and like they're happy. It's like, oh, there is someone out there for you. And that's the moral Damn. of it. Of like <laughs> And then the movie comes out and is like, oh no, we're gonna like put a Starbucks in this kingdom. Isn't that funny, guys? There's gonna be like the dwarf equivalent of Starbucks. And like, oh, it's like a human really, and and he's really good and and it just perverted the original Shrek story of just like, no, it's just like you so, can just be a bad guy and an evil monster and still You're you're a Shrek purist. Yeah. <laughs> Also, those movies I didn't know that those good. existed. Those movies yeah, just I, I, I dislike. I'll, I'll say fuck Shrek, but for a totally different angle on it. It's just I don't give a fuck about Shrek. I think I was maybe slightly too old for it, mm. and it just occupied. It has that classic like, uh, here's some jokes for the kids, and here's some jokes for the adults, right. and all the jokes for the adults are just like the lowest common denominator, easy gags. Yep. Yeah, and it dates so itself. Where it's like it's like in it the dates moment. It. Jokes. Oh yeah, like there's probably a you've got mail joke in it. <laughs> well, you have to be yeah. a Puss in Boots fan. Yeah, okay, I'm in oh, Puss right, in Boots. Yeah, yeah. But again, yeah, that character is just stolen from this. <laughs> like Puss in Boots is just uh, Inigo Montoya. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's very similar to Inigo. Yeah, that's crazy. I never really thought about it because I I would probably have only ever seen Shrek once, so I I don't. The the similarities between the two movies were not at like the forefront. Yeah. On my honor, I am obliged to accompany you until you have saved your life, as you have spared me mine. I'm sorry, the position of annoying talking animal has already been taken. Let's go, Shrek. I left Shrek, and I was like, this wasn't good when I saw. Really? It. Yeah. But of course, we're older than Dave. He's just a little baby. Oh yeah. So yeah. He's still in yeah, his that babies. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mature enough to understand the intricacies of Shrek. You know, mature enough to understand the intricacies and then dislike them. Yeah, <laughs> bigger, I'm a bigger uh, Puss in Boots fan, um, and uh, yeah. So, well, one thing I struggled with with this uh, medieval tale is, you know, I've become like a big Game of Thrones guy, and yeah. just like how non-brutal everything was. You know, like, right, like right. the crowd <laughs> actually like applauding the princess and like not throwing feces at her. Well, there's the the witch lady. Boo! Oh yeah, the crone, the booing crone. But that's in a dream. And yeah. and again, like what would have happened there is like she just would have got crossbowed. You know, <laughs> like I was waiting for the crossbow to fly. Yeah. And just cool and yeah, this witch out of here. Like bow before your king. So kind bow of stuff. down to her if you want. Bow to her. Bow to the queen of slime, the queen of filth, the queen of putrescence. Boo, boo, rubbish, filth, slime, muck. Boo, boo, boo. Yeah. So as the story moves on, basically just to. Finish it off. He gets captured, thrown into prison by the king that is forcing Buttercup to marry the king. You know, Wesley, with the help of the two other goons who turned out to be good guys, storm the castle and win her back. Yeah, they do the 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 trick with the they light the giant on fire and put him on a wheelbarrow, and that scares away all the guards. And then they don't have to fight anybody or do anything. The, the thing is, like when he's on the barrel, he's oh, saying a bunch of him. stuff, and I don't understand. Powered robots, thanks, no survivors. All you worst nightmares are about to come true. You know, it was just yeah, yeah, it is pure gibberish. Yeah, <laughs> just be like a big thing on fire, just like <laughs> how close was Andre the Giant's heart to exploding during the filming? 
Probably he died close. in '93, yeah. I think. So a few yeah, years. Yeah, so six, six years after this, yeah. maybe. But yeah, it's just like if you, a recipe for good audio is put Andre the Giant with a hood over his face and have him scream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the special effects were like his. There was clearly a mask in the wide shots. Yes. Where it was like it was like way too on fire for him to really be in there or for anyone to really be in there. Yes. And then they kind of cut the close ups and like the flames are like way less and just kind of like, oh, he's fine. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I, I guess I definitely did probably exaggerate earlier when I said it was high budget, but yeah, yeah. this is <laughs> not a high budget, budget movie. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, they get in. There's um, Wesley's all numb from being dead, which has some good gags. Yeah. Some good classic gags. The, the uh, whole planning the invasion thing is so fun. Everything is funny in this movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's, it's like really it's, a good movie. It's one of those movies where it's like, I can tell that it's funny, but I think I've seen it too many times to right. actually like laugh. You know yeah. what I mean? It's the kind of thing where they'll do a joke and it's just like, oh yeah, that's a good joke. Yeah, I like right. that. <laughs> yeah, you feel like memorize maybe, the movie. Yeah, but maybe showing this to like someone for the first time, you know, like a, a young teen maybe they would laugh still i think it still has jokes that hold up yeah yeah i just don't know if a a teen is capable of sitting still um if like no one (laughs) takes their shirt off and like shows their six pack or something you get you get them a fidget spinner and they'll they'll Uh, that's that's the key oh yeah yeah, you give them a fidget spinner because that's not a dated (laughs) thing people are still using fidget spinners is that true (laughs) so what i think is like i have no idea (laughs) what what tv has taught me is that kids don't know what computers are because they just know what ipads are Right, because they're using oh, an that iPad. And they're like, so "What's a computer?" <laughs> so I feel like they're going to be watching this movie, and they're going to be like, "Hook him up to the machine," and like the kid is going to be like pushing um, a heavy object up a slope using a, a simple machine. But they're going to be like, "Eh, what's yeah. a machine?" And they just think, "What's you a know, machine?" They're going to be like, "No, this is a ramp. What's a machine?" <laughs> they're going to be using like a pulley system, uh-huh. and they're going to be like, "What's a machine?" You think we're? Right. You think kids are not going to know what machines are in the future? I don't think they know what they are now. Wow. <laughs> That's I think a hot you, take. You right might there. be onto something. Yeah, as just, as a just... member of a generation, I'll have to say that the generation below me sucks ass. Yep, I agree. <laughs> Should we move to hot takes, hot kicks? Yeah, let's 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 get into I need it. Let's do it. Around me. I need to feel your touch. We've we've been talking a lot about the the budget of this movie. So my hot take is no more CG ever. Whoa. Ooh. I like it. Just only go back to using like these shitty practical effects. Like, why can't we have a movie that is this low budget in today's world? And I know like Star Wars kind of tried to do like go back to the practical effects, but that was still a CG. There's still tons of CG in those movies. So just go back to making a movie where like you can't even have like a CG background. Like you can't even make the the lighting look right. It can't even look like they're outside sort of fighting or something. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And you, the thing is, is like, it doesn't make the movie any worse. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's not badass, And I like badassery in my movie. No, I want they make a movie like this, even if it's like in jest, like I could I could get down with like a uh, Seth Rogen and his and his crew, like making a because they tried to make that, you know, what, what was it uh, with a uh, fat chubby guy with the red with the curly hair? He's in a uh, he's bound down. Danny McBride? Yeah, Danny McBride. Danny McBride. They, they did like the Danny McBride uh, back in time, King and, uh, you know, Knight in King Arthur's Court oh, kind of uh, thing. I heard that your, was terrible. It was really your bad. Was it called Your Highness? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. terrible, but but I could see like that humor just like going into a Princess Bride style storyline where it's kind of like 
you know, like the goons like going through like a, a, a cheesy fantasy forest and getting into misadventures. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, like don't, I, don't overdo it. Don't, don't have good costumes and don't have good sets. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, like, like we talked about the set at the sword fight is just horrendous, but I, I liked that. I noticed it and it didn't make me dislike the scene at all. So it's like, it's actually a bonus. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, Hollywood is not about art anymore. It's not about making good movies. And it's literally just about how do we get the most amount of money? That's why there's no original movies. Everything's a sequel. Hmm. So yeah. if, if they're guaranteed, they spend 200 million, but they're going to get a $600 million profit. And they know it. They're just going to keep doing that just because of the absolute value of it. So movies like Princess Bride or a lot of the movies we do on this pod, uh, on this podcast, including, you know, the last movie we did, um, Groundhog's Day, hmm. they're just not being made anymore. There's no opportunity for these movies. You have to go either hyper indie which is intentionally quirky or kind of off the yeah. wall or enormous big budget. There's not that middle ground anymore. All right. Thank you, Dave, for yeah, being extremely the, serious the, the, during the this middle class is podcast. disappearing, you know? Yeah. And, and <laughs> I, 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 sorry. <laughs> Dave, we're like doing like this joke, hot takes, hot cake section. And Dave is like, now let me actually lay out to you what is happening for real <laughs> in Hollywood. And it's like, it really took me out of it. I'm sorry. Excuse me, guys. All right. Like, we, we go from another broadcast calling for no women to be in movies <laughs> to being like, no, see, actually what's happening is the financials of Hollywood are causing only blockbusters to, and it's like, Dave, it's all a cash like, trap, man. The writing's is, on uh, the wall. This is breaking the fourth uh, barrier. Well, I'll bring it back with okay. my hot take Thank you. that uh, torture is back. All right. So that machine, <laughs> we're, I'm really into that machine. Yeah. I want one. As you said, two nips and a, one on the, on the tip. tip. I'm all about that. And so we have Manny Patinkin in Homeland. He's part of the CIA. CIA engaged in torture of... It worked. It worked. They got Guantanamo Bay. They're lining up soldiers and stuff. I saw photos. I mean, torture gets info. Torture gets done. If torture didn't work, then why why would the war be over the war against terrorism be it's over. done it's you know? over right look at yeah, we don't have true. anything left in afghanistan or iraq because torture gave us enough information that the the moral sacrifice was worth it so torture's back big yeah. fan this podcast is a fan of torture go that's hey. a hot, that's a hot one that's a hot one that's a hot one wait so you're for that machine being on your tip because just in general you're pro torture torture works and you're hoping that it, it would work on me as well yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. he's a he's he's uh accomplish by torturing uh, yourself maybe i figure out something maybe yeah, i can't he's gonna be <laughs> like i got all these he's problems in my life i think about torture all i'm saying is don't knock him until you've tried it man Put yeah. yourself through some torture. He's got a big, his, his dead body's got a big smile on his face. He, <laughs> he over-tortured himself in the closet in a hotel in Thailand like David Carradine. The last time I electrocuted my balls, I um, I met my wife the next day. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you had added clarity from... Yeah. yeah. We've been married ever since. There you go. So It works. So I think this is a pro... We're all on the torture bandwagon then. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm in. I'm I'm in. in. I mean, it's hardly a bandwagon at this time. It's more of like a band... Uh, Somewhat bigger than a wagon, truck, band truck, yeah, a band, a band aircraft carrier, a van, a van, yeah, a band aircraft carrier, yeah, that's uh, the biggest thing I can think of. 
Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, my hot take is that um, movies are less good when people don't die. <laughs> <laughs> there needed to be more killing, especially of the, like innocent guards just doing their job. Yeah. You know, we needed we needed to see all the things that Wesley described doing to Humperdinck, cutting off his like stabbing his eyes out, cutting off his hands. We needed to see that. It's got to be graphic. I can't, I can't feel alive unless I'm seeing just like blood and gore, you know, and death in every single movie or TV show. All right. What? So do you think you've been desensitized or do you think you've just been (laughs) sensitized? Appropriately sensitized. I think I'm appropriately sensitized. So this is, this movie is under, it's not kicking off your senses. Yeah, maybe you know, took up like, the nipple. I, I'm the nipple just plants. right there where if I can see, you know, when we when we see uh, Christopher Guest characters die, you know, he gets stabbed a bunch and then finally killed. It's just like, all right, now now we now we're watching a movie. Yeah, that's you know? true. And that's at the end. So until then, you're like, <laughs> what am I doing? I'm just sitting here on a couch. And he yeah. may have uh, I, I, crashed into the uh, the leftovers of the wedding brunch. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, a little bit of a wedding feast left over. Yeah. Um but yeah, the rest of it is just sort of like a long preamble to the killing in my opinion. Also the king doesn't die. Yeah, I mean, I'm they just a missed opportunity. Up. Yeah. Like well, it's to the pain, it's not to the death, right? But they don't do anything to him. He threatens them right, all they this shit. Like they, they only talk about it. That's what I'm saying. They only talk about it. And leave your ears. That was like really brutal. That was pretty it's, brutal. It's insanely brutal. Yeah. His speech is yeah. insanely brutal. I love brutal. that quote. Oh, God. Oh, dear mom. What is that thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little ableist. You know, yeah. he's saying that people who don't, maybe don't have eyes or hands are yeah, monsters. Yeah. If you were like a deformed it, person watching this, you're like, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's not, it's not a very woke take from Wesley. Yeah. Your ears you keep, and I'll tell you why. So that every shriek of every child at seeing your hideousness will be yours to cherish. Every babe that weeps at your approach, every woman who cries out, Dear God, what is that thing? will echo in your perfect ears. Well, modern science has, has fixed all of that anyway. No, one, no <laughs> one's ugly anymore. Yeah, you get two robot hands and glass eyes and Ooh, you can yeah, be a baby. real person again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. They implanted a face on someone. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Like Where did that. they put it? <laughs> put it on his face. Oh, they put it on on his face. They okay. didn't put a face on his arm. That would be weird. On his skull. On his. Is yeah, that his like the future where people are like, skull. "Yo, I got a second face added. Check it out." They like take out their shirt and it's just like it's like a weird fucking face, just like implanted on their chest. And I, I like the idea that like they didn't like put like a skull under it or anything. So it's literally just like f- loose face skin. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't talk or anything. It's like the new Batman <laughs> villain. Gross face. flaps. Yeah. Like, if you could get a shot and just, like, grow another ear on your, like, chest just to be, like, fucked up and, like, scare kids. Don't they do that, though? Yeah. They grow an ear on, like, part they of They do box. do that, yeah, yeah everywhere. Yeah, they grew an ear on a rat, you know? Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm saying, you know, if, if a movie doesn't have gross face flaps on somebody's torso, it's not a movie. That's well, my hot take. Okay. Not, all right. I agree. All right, hot cakes. <laughs> um, for me, it's one of my favorite quotes is when he chokes out Andre the Giant and he says rest well and dream of large women I just (laughs) I just thought it was so funny I kind of like bursted out laughing and uh, yeah it's a a good one it's just a giant fuck Uh, he would destroy I think think he fucked for sure yeah how big was his he was he was a man of enormous stature and enormous appetite that's true yeah 
But yeah, but he was also in pain all the time. Yeah, his back was <laughs> right. so bad. Hey, I mean, you got to get something off your to get get your mind off of it, you know. Yeah, but I could. So when it, it, when it wasn't 110 beers, it was maybe you know four or five his, girls. His heart pumping up blood into that giant dong of his to like make it functional. <laughs> you think his dick was proportional or what? It has to be. Look how big his hands were. Yeah, his hands are fucking. His huge. hands are bigger than your head. Yeah, his dick is probably humongous. I'm, I'm very hype and for the uh, the documentary that's coming out. Uh, Andre's dick. Yeah. <laughs> HBO is putting out a documentary called oh, Andre yeah, yeah. the Giant's Dick. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. No, but there is a produced by Bill Simmons. He's like, it's the greatest. It's gonna dick. be good, man. It's gonna be good. It's, it's like a top three dick of all time. That's what Bill Simmons. That's said. Bill Simmons' top, <laughs> top seven uh, dick of all time. You got Bill Russell number one. Yeah, you, you got, got Michael Jordan number two, and then Andre the Giant. The Giant. It's got to be at least top three of the last ten years. Yeah, like, that's, uh, that's Tom Brady. He's not there yet. He's so not funny. Andre level dick. <laughs> What's up with Bill Simmons and uh, you know fellow podcaster? So we we can talk yeah, about him like a friend. Yeah, he's a funny. <laughs> what, what is you just him Bill, right? He yeah. like always does these these like lists. He like invents them on the spot where he'll be like, "Come on, this has got to be like top four movie of the last seventeen years." <laughs> and it's like, where did you get four and seventeen years from? Why don't you just say yeah. like this is up there in in like the great movies? Like he he uses these arbitrary lists that, that- he caters to the specific situation. That's such like a sports thing too. You know, you'll hear like on sports radio, you know, like, well, the Pistons have lost two of their last nine. Yeah, yeah, like, that is a sports what? thing. So how many in a row did they? Just tell me how many in a row they won. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just tell me their all-time franchise record because that's, that's all know. that matters. Just tell me how many wins the Pistons as an organization have in their entire right. history to this date. That's, that's the only I, relevance. That's that. the only relevance. I, I was yeah. listening. Bill Simmons was like. In 1987, the best four-fingered man was Roger Federer. <laughs> so, Wait, does Roger Federer have four fingers? <laughs> yeah, we're not checking that. That's why he's so good at tennis. <laughs> oh, did he Roger give Federer his finger to Christopher Guest? He did. Roger Federer came in and yeah. implanted his finger under Christopher Guest. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, he didn't make it. So, Roger Federer, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Something happened in Australia. I saw something. He, he was a pos- <laughs> no, he, he's the he's the first posthumous winner of oh, the Australian Open. Open. <laughs> Strung up as like a weekend at Birdies type situation. Yeah, just yeah. The ball. It's, it's like when people get an honorary degree. He just got an honorary championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. posthumously. All right, hot cake, Andy. <laughs> oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Oh. um... Uh, Bill, Billy Crystal. We already kind of talked about it, but uh, he yeah. was just fantastic well, as that it's, like it's a great performance. Yeah, bye. It was like they they brought him like Billy Crystal. Like I don't even know what his level of stardom was there. I mean, he's, he was famous. Yeah, he was famous. He was like, is that he was a, absolutely? I, I mean, I feel like he probably starred in a movie the same year. Yeah, like yeah. Sleepless in Seattle was around that time or something. Breakfast yeah, at Tiffany. I, I don't know. How did sure, they just somehow yeah, get I feel him like in to do this one scene role where he puts on gross makeup and just plays a Jewish stereotype and he nails it? Yeah, it's, he it's just a, nails such it. a good cameo. He knocks cameo, it out of yeah. the park. He's, yeah, he, he hits a dinger. Who directed this? Is it Rob? Uh, is it Rob? Yeah, who's the director of this? Rob Reiner. Yeah. Rob Reiner. Oh, this is a Reiner, a Reiner film. Yeah, jolly so he, he directed uh, Spinal Tap as well, so that's the Christopher Guest connection. Oh, yeah. uh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's a great director. He did a lot. He's done a lot of yeah, films. He's funny. Yeah, he's in all of the family. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> is my, hot, my hot cake. 
Yeah, Matt's got to do his hot cake. Please, still. please. Uh, so my hot cake has got to be Mandy Patinkin as an ego. Oh yeah. Um, he's just uh, it's a great performance, and when he's doing his detox scene. And he's all wet and he's walking out after he gets his like newfound sense mm. of purpose. He's brimming with confidence. He's got the wet hair. He's just looking great. You know, oh, he's looking good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I think Manny Patinkin was the secret hottie, you know, and then definitely he, the secret hottie. I think Carrie Ewells or Elwes or whatever his name is. He has potential, but that mustache yeah, uh, really kind of ruins it. Yeah, it also as we've established, it is it, it's official lore. Um, it's canon on the podcast. I'm not into blondes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's canon for me. That's so he's we got that raven-haired. Uh, my canon's not going anywhere near blonde. If you know what he's, I mean, he's got the spicy Latin flavor. He's got the wet hair in that scene. It's just mm. he has the best lines. He has the best character arc. Absolutely, yeah. Like the revenge storyline really does it for everyone. Yeah, and they even give him like a good like uh, like falling action too. He's like, he's had his revenge and he doesn't know what to do with him. I mean, even it's like a twenty second scene, but they give lip service that he you know he might need to work on finding his place in the world now that uh, yeah. no, he becomes Dread Pirate Roberts. He said, "Well, it's suggested, yeah. implied." He's like, oh, I can yeah. do that." I've been in the revenge business so long. Now that it's over, I don't know what to do with the rest of my life. Have you ever considered piracy? Make a wonderful trip by Roberts. But yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a good, great character, great arc, uh, great man. I like that uh, fantasy, that fantasy of like, oh, pirates are actually good. Like th- people that go around murdering and raping and stealing. And yes, yeah, like, well, they'll kill you just for stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> South Park, where they go to Somalia to join the pirates. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah. All right, so that's a uh, hot takes, hot cakes. Hot takes, hot cakes. Wrap it up. Great, so let's get on to the brunchiness. I guess I'll start. I thought this movie was incredibly brunchy. I, I, it was well-lit tones. It's not 90s muted colors. It's more fanciful. Oh, it's an 80s movie. Yeah, it's an 80s yeah. movie. So it, it definitely has idiot. that. idiot. Yeah. I got us to keep bring, bring that back. Call Dave a fucking idiot more often on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple, couple guys who really, if we, I went back and I listened, I'm like, oh, damn. Like, in this one, I just, like, call Dave straight up fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not you fucking <laughs> idiot. So uh, I got I to gotta keep doing that. That's pretty good. The, yeah, uh, that's a good dynamic. So the 80s and 90s are different. <laughs> I get that. Uh, the movie has, like, bright color tones. It's funny. It's clever. There's no like offensive music. It's not violent. Um, there's it, it. Granted, it doesn't have a lot of food scenes, but there's nothing like too gross that would hurt while eating food. So on a scale of I don't know two two to nine, I'm giving this a seven point five. I'd say this is one of the top three brunch yeah, movies of the last so. uh, six years. Yeah, yeah, it's up there. <laughs> yeah, that's a Bill Simmons uh, time. Yeah, I'm right just borrowing that. Yeah, yeah. One of the top three brunch movies between 1983 and 1993. Yeah, easily. This is like the brunch era of movies. And, yeah. and so, you know, we might look back at it much like the steroids era of baseball, where just <laughs> everyone was getting juiced on brunch and just making movies. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, hey, maybe maybe they're cheating. Maybe they're. You know, yeah, it doesn't belong in the hall. Brunch That's juice be there, a but, question. You know, like, as, as a consumer, it's a better product, you yeah. know? I don't. Works I don't either. care if if uh, Mark McGuire's juice, and I want to he- see him hit those dingers. Dingers, yeah. dingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is very brunchy. Uh, 
the characters in it are brunchy. The scene, yeah, it's this is this is a and also there's kind of something about like your grandpa reading you or telling you a story that is brunchy. Yeah, like I could because your grandpa, like even as a kid, your grandpa's well, already I, like waking up do five hours before you. I was never read books. We okay, didn't, we didn't have them in my house. Did you have a grandpa? Uh, once. See, I uh, okay. <laughs> But I was immaculately, immaculately conceived. Uh, or, 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 I, I wasn't, but you know my my, fam, my family line was, so that I actually didn't have a grandpa. Um, well, you, you missed out on that good book reading. No, I had a grandpa. Oh. R.I.P. All right. Well, quit bragging. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I had a grandpa. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm saying it's high, high brunch for sure. It's one of the reasons I picked it. Um, on a scale of two to nine, I'm saying oh. eight. Good colors, good, good landscapes. You know, a lot of like grassy hills, mm. blue skies, things you want to see when you're looking up from your plate. Um, and like, uh, like my other pick, it's got that good like series of vignettes. You know, where you can look up and it's the battle of wits. And it's like, Oh, I remember that part, you know, and it only lasts five minutes and then they move on to the next thing. And the order that the events take place in isn't really relevant. You can kind of pick up the little bits that you remember here and there as you're eating and just, uh, enjoy like the feeling of the movie rather than like feeling like, Oh, what, what, what happened here? What's the plot? You know, the plot is so dead simple that you really can like look up and jump into the movie at any point. Absolutely. So yeah. high brunch. I also just think like almost all the characters in this movie, I can see them eating brunch in their own way. Like there's the lords, oh. the lords in the castle eating their fancy brunch. But then I can also see, Absolutely. you know, Andre the Giant and uh, Inigo Montoyo waking up after a swashbuckle and and just like chowing down on some brunch and just kind of like talking about like the wenches that they got with the previous night. And I can also see like yeah. a very romantic brunch out on the farm with Buttercup and Wesley. Yeah. Other than you could you, pretty much like everyone, every character in the movie, except Wesley and his farm boy days probably isn't an early riser. You know, mm. the pirates are sleeping in the no, nobility is sleeping in all the like outlaws in Sherwood yeah. forest or whatever. They, 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 they don't got to wake up for anything. So they're so eating brunch timeline. Yeah. They got, they got brunches. Yeah. <clears throat> Wonderful pairings yeah i mean this is very brunchy so i hope we got some good pairings here yeah um, oh yeah I, I guess i don't have a good one so <laughs> I I, i'll let you guys go first. <laughs> actually i have a stupid one yeah but, uh, I, I struggled with this one because it's you know you could kind of go in multiple directions so what i did is the three step or the the three goon challenge of of brunches oh, i'm excited uh, yes yeah, so great. i mean um, this sounds good yeah <laughs> So you have Inigo Montoya, which is a bunch of swords, right? Sword fighting. Steel. Steel yep. on steel. We're doing a fishbowl filled with five straws. You and your friends, you have to finish the fishbowl in five minutes. All right? So first, now this is alcohol? That is, well, you would, we would get a virgin <laughs> fishbowl. <laughs> fishbowl of what? Uh, it would be like some fruity punch like shit drink well can i make a suggestion yeah piggyback a bit Mm -hmm. so do you remember that uh, there's a university that we went to all three of us and Uh, there's a uh, a location called uh, good time charlie's yes that served a drink called the longest island oh yeah yeah which was a long island in a fishbowl yeah and i was there one time with uh, our friend zog and he liked to do like funny pranks where like he made people do things and yeah. uh, I suggested to him that um, I would drink the bloodiest Mary if they made it. 
a fishbowl uh, bloody so Mary. I ordered a basically a fishbowl <laughs> bloody mary oh my god so it was just like liters of tomato juice and vodka and i drank that oh so that could be the god. uh that's, sure that's the challenge that's the first challenge uh, fishbowl of bloody mary all right okay. that's good yeah okay um, <laughs> second challenge is defeating uh, a large muscle-bound giant. So this is a full hog breakfast. So it's all the different types of pork meats <laughs> that you can have, sausages, nice. uh, bacons, you get blood sausages. You're going all over the place. You, you do pork knuckle? Pork knuckle, Chinese sure. style? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's some good yeah. stuff It's like right a dip. You can bring some dip Canadian some in. bacon. It's not mm. country-specific. You're bringing in cultures. Oh, but it's... What are you doing with the ears? Are you doing the uh, the pork rinds? Oh, yeah. Yeah, deep-fry that shit. Maybe crumbled uh, atop of an omelet or something? Even better. If you could have a pig omelet, if those existed, you Ooh, would pig have... Eggs? Yeah, pig eggs? Yeah, made with pig eggs. <laughs> <laughs> pig eggs. Ooh, that's... <laughs> but you know, you, you know you're going to disseminate it or not. Pre, pre, pre-semination. Yeah. Ne- like neonatal uh, pigs served up as eggs. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> All right. And, that, and then the third one is an intellectual challenge. So it's quiz. So you have to do a quiz. Uh, you know, at like a bar. So let's say it's a, a, a quiz show thing. And you've just finished a gallon of fucking Bloody Mary and a bunch of pork, so whoever <laughs> so you're probably you're gonna want to get out of there as soon as possible. So the first yeah, person to five you're, points. You have you have to answer correctly before they let you leave. Yeah, exactly. It's a yeah. hostage type situation. <laughs> and also, I think you should have to drink slightly poisoned wine. While you oh do. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, you drink and you have to. If you every question you get wrong, you take a sip from the poisoned wine. Not enough to kill you, oh, but make good. you almost dead, much yeah. like uh, Wesley. Yeah. 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 Very good. So that's my. Uh, that's, that's really good. That's creative. That's good. Good for sure. Yeah. Uh, Matt, do you have a good one? Because I have a bad one. I could insert as like a bad middle to a good bread sandwich. <laughs> oh, I was hoping to be the bad middle. All right. So Dave is the good middle to like that. It's like the most <laughs> delicious the sandwich bread, yeah. on Wonder Bread. You and I are the, the slices of Wonder Bread. Um, I'm saying for my uh, brunch pairing. Uh, just some big ass chocolates like that <laughs> death pill. Oh yeah, oh, that's a great. Yeah, you're just gonna you know, and you can like get all the sorts of different ones, you know, uh, to make it more of a meal. So you maybe get like a bacon chocolate one, mm. maybe like a, a creme brulee chocolate one, but just humongous, sh- glistening, shiny bonbons. Maybe like a chocolate covered egg. Oh yeah, chocolate covered egg. Pro- but yeah, just a, a, a meal of candy that's too big to bite. <laughs> nice. It might wake you up from the dead, or it might make you uh, your whole body go limp. But worth it. That's so right. That, yeah, that chocolate. That chocolate just looks so good in the movie. Did when he kind of like bite something before he puts it in Wesley's mouth? He kind of like breaks the top yeah. off of it or something. I think he. I think he kisses it, like for luck. Oh. Oh, yeah, you should have someone kiss all the chocolate for luck. Yeah. Then, you? <laughs> Find your, uh, have your buddy, your new, your new buddy, uh, kiss your all your food. Buddy, your lady chocolate. Just <laughs> kiss. <laughs> Everything must be kissed before you eat it. <laughs> yeah, the brunch. world's strangest meal. But hey, that's my pick. I'm with it. All right, so mine I said was bad, but to me it's really funny. Uh, there is the there's the scene that like has this emotional connection for me, which is them getting stuck in, in the quicksand and the lightning sand, and like that has always been like this scary moment in a movie for me. And only later in life was I able to watch the movie again and be like, oh, this really wasn't that scary. But so I had this powerful memory, and so when that scene happened this time, another memory just kind of leaped in. And the memory is uh, from Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Meatwad uh, talking about eating sand cakes. 
And it just stuck to <laughs> yeah. me as like sandcakes were a really funny thing. And he's like, you can't eat sand. He's like, oh, you got to ketchup it up a bit. Helps <laughs> it go down. And, and so I'm just like, has this yeah. image of Meatwad eating like sand with ketchup on it. And that just made me laugh in the moment. And so that just like was like, okay, this is my brunch pairing, which is uh, so yeah. Meatwad's uh, sandcakes sand and ketchup. Yeah. And which is dumb and bad, but it, yeah, they did it for me. So that's a, that's my pairing. It's perfect. Would you, would you try one sand and ketchup? No, I would not. Yeah, eat I don't that. think so. Either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, I've, yeah. I've had sand in my mouth before because like, uh, you know, I've been on the beach and like dropped a hot dog yeah. or something and just kind of had to brush the sand off a bit and like, but it's still good. It's still a good dog. It's still a good dog. They're good dogs. Good dogs. I don't. There's no such thing as a bad dog, except for big. <laughs> wait, those are big dogs. Never mind. Big dogs are cool too. Yeah. The t-shirts. That's the best t-shirts. Oh yeah, big dog t-shirt company. <laughs> or like all of those t-shirts, man. The like J.C. Penny t-shirts for husky boys. Yeah. <laughs> like big dogs big still dogs. exist. It's insane. Yeah, big dogs and fucking uh, and no they're like, fear. They're very like alt right now with their messages. Yeah. Oh, I no doubt. Well, so is this podcast. There, We're very, there's, so. a big, there's a big dog shirt about the thin blue line. Yeah, there, <laughs> there was a really good joke on Twitter where someone tweeted something about like, like, like it's like a big dog pointing and being like, big dogs know that Bush allowed 9-11 to happen. And it kind of like went viral and big dogs was like, we did not make this t-shirt. This is a, this is a prank. And like, it was, it made me laugh real hard. And I'm sure the person me... who made the image didn't even know that they existed still. Right. Right. And then uh, and so it sent that company into crisis. <laughs> do yourself a favor. If you want laughs, go to the big dog site and just look at all the awful t-shirts they have. that are yeah, just so funny. All about how, Big big dogs, no cops or heroes. And what stuff. I liked were all the movie parodies. Big dogs, those blue lives where, matter. Where there was like big dogs in the front, and on the back it was like Bat Dog and Rover, and it was like a spoof of like the Batman movie, and there was oh, just all yeah. these stupid dog puns for like all the characters in Batman. Yeah, there's definitely yeah, just like a pun vehicle shirt, you know, the, yeah. any dump, the dumbest puns imaginable. <laughs> just throw a big dog on it. Yeah. So we're a big you know? dog wearing podcast. If you want to sponsor us, big dogs, big dogs, we would love to sponsor yeah. you. Big dogs dot com slash big dog brunch movie brunch movie. <laughs> for, use our promo code for twenty percent. Yeah, use our promo dogs. code brunch movies, and, and make sure you email their support staff and say, "Hey, the brunch movies discount is not working when you try and order your shirts." <laughs> make sure you guys everybody don't even bother ordering anyone yeah. anything. Just email br- uh, Big Dog Support and be like, "Yo, the brunch movies uh, podcast discount keyword is not working for me. I was promised twenty five percent off my Big Dog's order. Trying to get that Bat Dog and Rover shirt. Yeah, let's let's see if we can make a little joke out of this. If you feel like it'd be funny, I'll do it." I'll yeah. send him an email and tell him that the brunch movies uh, podcast line podcast line or maybe, should we do it on Twitter or via email? Twitter. I've been getting weird replies. I've been I've been tweeting at some co- corporations recently, so I think that's a. I feel like a, uh, a company is almost more likely to respond on Twitter because it's visible. Yeah, yeah. You did make that uh, that good joke um, about the uh, vodka marinara <laughs> sauce and got, a, and got a response from the uh, from the absolute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's almost that's almost low hanging fruit though. Like, yeah, it was a little Twitter. Low. Twitter is fucking insane. Yeah. What yeah. a weird website. It's, right. uh, yeah, it's, it's bad, and, uh, but Facebook <laughs> is worse. Do you guys have anything else to wrap up? Um, let, me, let me peer over my notes here. I don't yeah, know why I wrote this down. circled things. But I have Manny Patinkin solo show on Broadway. It should be called I Chopped Off My Dick. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's a real thing. I wrote it like drunk last night. Speaking of Mandy, <laughs> this is something, I don't know why I wrote that down. This is something I want to bring up. Mandy Patinkin and Broadway reminds me is there's a great scene in the in the film, the classic film Run Ronnie Run, featuring Mandy mm-hmm. Patinkin singing the Can a man not control his bitch with violence? <laughs> yes. Yeah, because he's in Y'all the Ronnie musical. Are yeah. brutalizing me, and he's like singing this beautiful thing, and he's just. Yeah, that's that's a great um, scene, and someone was like, "That's Inigo Montoya," and I was like, "That's a great movie." Like, yeah, Run, Ronnie, Run. Maybe that's a brunch, brunch movie. movie? I, I would love, I would love to unpack Run, Ronnie, Run. Definitely the most impactful college movie of my life, like college comedy. I still haven't oh, seen it, so I've watched it. That was I watched uh, that movie more. That than was a regular movie. watch at the at yeah. the metal frat. Yeah, um, but I've got a I've got a note here. Anybody, anyone want a peanut? Oh, because oh, yeah. somebody says yeah. that. At some no, point. no, because like he's like, "Oh, stop the rhyming," and I mean it. And then oh, oh, yeah. Andre the Giant's like, "Does yeah, anyone want yeah. a part That was an yeah. interesting thing because they set him up as being like this like guy who always replies in a rhyme, but only at the beginning. Yeah, no, he, he never doesn't do it anymore, anymore for yeah. the rest of the movie. <laughs> I had already forgotten about that, but I just had the note of anybody want a peanut. But I remember now. Also, yeah. I like the line Plano Socrates. Morons. That guy's so great. Yeah, he's great as a rules. He's great as a as the uh, the Grand Nagus uh, Ferengi in Deep Space Nine. Wow, that actor goes on yeah. to play a Ferengi, and he's so funny as the, the like the Grand Nagus is basically the king of the Ferengi, and that oh, whole yeah. arc is just amazing. Yeah, I, I, that actor's great. I I'm not much of a Trekkie. Uh, I I might be able to change that because I've become one. Star Trek. Late in life, he became a Trekkie. Star- yeah, I've recently watched all of Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager. It took me like over wow. three years because each series is 175 episodes. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to do the Next Generation, but it's Deep Space Nine is <laughs> like starting I, in season I three is unbelievable. It's a great show. It's super underrated. I highly recommend it. I was always under the impression that you had to be like born into a Star Trek family to like it. It's Much interesting like, uh, that you converted yourself. Was. Yeah, I actually was converted by the new movies. Like the new movies came out and I saw the second Star Trek new movie and I was like, oh, this is yeah. actually pretty fun. And then I watched the first one. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then I knew my friends were kind of into Next Generation. Like they were throwing it on just for laughs and like watching it. And so then I started watching and I was like, OK, this is actually awesome. And uh, and yeah, I've just I've just gone through it. I'm trying to watch Enterprise now, and uh, the first episode was so awful. Like, is that the new one or just that Discovery? was the that was uh, the four season show that came on after Voyager? The, the Discovery mm. I watched the first few episodes was garbage. I've been watching Discovery. It's really bad, but I'm still watching it because I'm a Trekkie now. Yeah, I, I I'm not there. I haven't seen it. I have no desire. <laughs> deep, deep. I think I think Next Generation, Deep Space Nine are just unbelievable classics that deserve to, to be watched i'll take your word for it i'll get i'll i'll i will watch an episode or two yeah yeah i mean skip uh, season ones uh star trek has the beard rule which is that uh, until the captain or in in the case of next generation Riker grows the beard it's like it basically growing the beard is the opposite of jumping the shark it makes it good when they yeah, have the yeah. beard. So, so that, okay. that became a term because of Star Trek. So growing the beard is like once Riker has the beard, it's better. And the same thing with uh, Captain Benjamin Sisko. Once he gets the goatee going, uh, that show okay. really takes off. That's a good tip. Yeah. Um, 
A note I have a note I have circled is uh, after Wesley dies. Yeah, they because they keep doing the cutbacks to Fred Savage. Uh, you know, he interrupts anytime there's like a high drama moment or like a romantic moment. They cut back to it, but Wesley dies and they cut back to uh, Fred Savage and he just goes, "Jesus, Grandpa!" And I just <laughs> love that moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Why are you read me this shit, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just love how it, it takes him up until like the very end to even like like the book, you know, and he's just so such a little like contrary and shit the whole time. But yeah, I just I love feel like, like all, Jesus, the, Grandpa? all the what characters in this movie this are for? Jewish, yeah. like not Columbo. Almost like the most Italian guy. Oh, no, he is Jewish. Peter Fox Jewish. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like the yeah. grandpa is definitely Jewish. The kid is definitely yeah. Jewish. Is like, Kevin Arnold Jewish? Kevin Arnold's Fred Wonder Savage? Years. The Fred Savages Sa- are Jewish, well, come on. We're like the Inception. Savages are, but I, I don't think the family in Wonder Years was supposed to be. Well, yeah. neither was uh, In Boy Meets World. Right, yeah. But those but those actors, those those real-life people. And then, you know, the we already oh, established speaking, Billy Crystal. Speaking of Peter Falk, here's another one. There's a scene at the beginning. It's like a wide shot in the room, or as wide as you can be in the bedroom, where it looks like he's wearing old man makeup. Really? Like, I don't know if it was like a double for this shot that they needed or something, but it looks like a fake old man face. Oh, man. And it, it tripped me out. I like even went back and like the lines around his eyes and around his mouth are like definitely exaggerated. This is, makeup, this is in the kid bedroom. It's not, it's not that way in any of the close ups or any of the rest of the movie. But it's just this weird one fake old man shot with, with the grandpa. The grandpa. Yeah. What, Columbo, what, yeah. Is it towards the end of the movie or the beginning? It's towards the beginning. It's I think it might even be like before they start reading the book. All right, because I, bu- I actually bought this movie on iTunes because it wasn't available for rent. Yeah, I had to buy it on Google yeah. Play. So uh, I'll have to go back and watch. Yeah, it's near the beginning. There's just a moment where you kind of see his face from the side. Uh, and it's like a fake old man face. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and also just like a, I wrote it down, but I had to buy this movie for $15. Fuck that company that didn't let me rent this movie. It's only you 10 know? bucks on That's iTunes. That's crazy. Yeah, but come on. I so I now this is a, I was telling Matt this too. I now own two movies on iTunes, and both are for <laughs> similar reasons. Where it's like I have to watch this movie, but there's no other way to watch it except buying it. Uh, it the movies are The Princess Bride and Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I uh, I have Jungle to Jungle, which is maybe my worst purchase I've ever made. Jungle to Jungle might be worse than Episode Two. Oh, it is a worse buy. Yeah, because at least uh, episode two, like for how it's, how horrible it is, it still has cultural significance. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's and it's got a lightsaber in it. That's cool, and it is canon. So yeah. <laughs> whereas but, to me, the true Tim Allen canon is uh, Home Improvement and the Santa Claus. Yeah, Jungle to Jungle doesn't count. It's it's just it's moved on to legends now. It's, and that movie about uh, stealing a plane and being terrorist that had to be uh, canceled from theaters uh, because it was, was about, it was about to come out around the time of September 11th. Yeah, so it was uh, Johnny Knoxville. There's a movie called real? like it's called like Big Trouble or something, and it was like this like Did comedy movie where they like hijack a plane, and it was supposed to be released right around September 11th. Yeah, they released it like a year later, and it received almost no coverage, and no one saw it. Apparently, it was supposed to be funny. Jesus, but um, I don't know. Johnny Knoxville and Tim Tim Allen in a film together just might be a bit too much of a sounds terrible. Too jackass <laughs> for me, like jackass appropriate jackass yeah. level. Tim Allen appropriate jackass level for like family comedies, but like combine those that sounds two. Sounds crazy. Yeah, 
It sounds like a, a, a fishbowl filled with Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll give. Well, we're, we're probably going to break up the two pods you're on. So, do you yeah. want to do you want to plug anything again here? Oh, sure. Uh, follow me on Twitter, I guess at Matt Waste. Uh, I try to make jokes every once in a while. You do, you do well. You're a funny guy. That's why we brought you on. <laughs> So if you if you think I said something funny, imagine how much better it'd be if I could plan it out. Hell yeah! And then type it out. Uh, and then I have a little store. You can find it on Instagram. It's called Wastewear. As I make like death metal and hockey merchandise. Yeah, he's got some. Cool. He's got some Check good shirts. I have, I have a couple. Or I have one. Soon to be yeah. more than one. Uh, my loyal customer Andy vouches for it. So check yeah, it out. one. I bought one thing. <laughs> and he successfully and exped- expediently shipped it all the way to Tokyo. So, well, you got it in Japan. Oh hell yeah! I'll show it to you after the cast. All right, cool. All right, fashion show coming up after this, guys. So uh, stay tuned. <laughs> and uh, we love you. Love you. Love you guys. <laughs> we're just saying. We're just saying. We love you. Love uh, you all. <laughs> class dismissed. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Great cast. Yeah. And now he loves. Oh, so much And all the charms she did possess Now this did happen once upon a time When things were not so complex And how he worshipped the ground she walked And when he looked in her eyes He became obsessed my love is like a storybook story But it's as real as the feelings I feel My love is like a storybook story But it's as real as the feelings I feel It's as real as the feelings